Lord, we thank you for another Sabbath day. We thank you for all the rest that we got on this day. Lord, we pray that you'll bless this reading, Lord. Bless the listeners and bless the readers. Father, we pray for Israel that they will be that we will be saved. And we pray, Father, for the destruction of our enemies. And we pray for all the listeners out there, Lord, that you will bless them as they listen to this. Bless their hearts. Stir their hearts up for you, Father. And we pray all these things in your Son, Christ's name. Amen. Praise the highest. Praise the highest. Shalom, 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 Israel. Happy Shabbat. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. We are in another lovely Sabbath. Another lovely Sabbath day. And we have a real treat. A real treat coming your way, Israel. We're going to be talking about God's most notorious pet. Now, I know this may seem kind of strange to the average Israelite because there's there's so there's there's a vast array of things that can be talked about within the scriptures there's a vast array of things to talk about but I think that this is a very significant uh, element of the scripture that needs to be discussed and needs to be discussed often not only amongst Israel but also amongst uh, the rest of the inhabitants of this land the heathen nations I think that they need to be made aware of what's coming to them. You understand? Because this notorious, well, this is apparently there is more than one uh, of God's pets that's, that's in this earth lying dormant. Okay? And they can only be woke up when the Lord dispatches the an, uh, angel to go and wake them up. Okay? So, uh, in this particular segment, we're going to be talking about what we know through film as Godzilla now Zilla means large reptilian creature and we know what God means okay there's only one Lord one faith one baptism there's only one God there's only one creator there's only one most high okay so Hollywood knows the military knows about these creatures okay otherwise how else could Esau come up with this concept as I had said this once before he's not that brilliant he only can copycat what the Lord has already made I said this several times before right so he wants to create a, a, a fleet of chariots, but he can't. Uh, if, if you look into the Aurora, what they call the Aurora Project, okay, you will find that he's, he's still working on that one craft, still. And apparently it does fly, but it cannot do what God's angels' chariots can do, okay? So, and, and actually that study stemmed from Tesla and the project that Tesla came up with 
from electricity. Check it out. Zeph, I know you uh, want to be an electrician. Check that out. It might be some a topic of study for you. Um, a, talk, a topic of interest for you. Uh, so, and, and we know that Tesla uh, actually lost, they say that he was losing his mind and he committed suicide. But we know that's not true. The government put a hit on him so that he couldn't lay claims or, comp- or, 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 or claims to the uh, patents based on what he built. You see, they want to steal those patents. And, the, and our government will do those type of things. The governments of the world will do those types of things. They'll have a person assassinated and take their ideas by force. It's happened all throughout history. So um, we want to begin this study. Our main text is going to be in Job 41. But just a little bit of, little bit of brief history on uh, the, the government program that's actually studying these titans. They, they call them titans. Okay, uh, they're, they're, this government program is called Monarch. Okay, Monarch Eyes Only. That's the old. That's the older version of it, and then they've upgraded it to just simply Monarch. And it, at first, it was a top secret program where, uh, you know, whenever you have top secret, you got different levels of secrecy in the government. You got uh, confidential, secret. Uh, top secret and I think it's one other one I can't think of what it is um, can't think confidential does I say confidential yeah I said I think I said that but anyway you can look that up too but um, I got kind of rusty since I got out the military but anyway I used to know all this stuff by, by heart um, okay so here it's, it's called the monarch program right and Monarch is a secret scientific organization that first appeared in the 2014 legendary pictures Godzilla film. Godzilla, founded in 1946 by American President Harry S. Truman to investigate the sinking of the USS Lawton by a gigantic creature or massive unidentified terrestrial organism or MUTO. Monarch soon expanded into an international organization. In 1954, it was involved in attempts to kill Godzilla and Shinomura Shinomura, with with hydrogen bomb detonations at Bikini Atoll. The organization's next breakthrough came in 1973 when Monarch agents attached to a Landsat expedition discovered the incredible ecosystem of Skull Island and the ancient rivalry between its guardian Kong or as we know King Kong and the marauding skull crawlers okay in 1999 Monarch assisted in the cover up of MUTO attack of a MUTO attack on the nuclear uh, power plant excuse me in Janjira Japan and studied the creature as he fled as he fed on the reactor. The Muto emerged from his cocoon in 2014 and proved impervious or indestructible to Monarch's attempts to destroy him. Godzilla intercepted the Muto in Honolulu. With the ensuing battle revealing the existence of gigantic monsters to the public, 
Godzilla ultimately killed the Muto and his mate in San Francisco and returned to the sea. By 2019, Monarch's existence had become public knowledge as well. The organization subsequently expanded with at least 67 outposts around the globe. At this time, Monarch's mission had changed from hunting and containing Mutos to discovering and protecting ancient gigantic creatures de designated Titans, which is believed, which it believed were essential to the preservation of life on Earth. Titans under observation included Moth Mothra in China, Rodan in, Mexican, in a Mexican volcano, and a creature designated Monster Zero frozen in Antarctica. In addition to its scientific operations, Monarch established a military branch dubbed the G-Team in the wake of the San Francisco incident in order to be prepared to defend humanity from MUTOs by force if necessary. Yeah, right. The G-Team recruits from the militaries of member nations which contribute to it and is currently led by former U.S. Army Ranger Instructor Colonel Diane Foster. Okay, so that's just a little, little, uh, you know, taste of the authenticity of what we're about to study. Okay? Now... My thing is, so there's other people that know about this thing too, okay? And and I'll tell you, the government boy, it can really uh, cover some stuff up. If it, if it can cover, if it can cover up stuff like this, this is this is just truly amazing. You understand what I'm saying? So you got you got to understand that the Lord. He's constantly busy in this earth and he's constantly doing things in this earth. And you got to understand that also that apparently the people that witness these things, they probably they probably they probably dead. They probably dead. Um they probably in in, a, in an attempt to try to uh destroy these creatures you never know what they what they probably did. They may have nuked the whole place. Either that or put poisonous gas out there and the people died and the Mutos were still living. And then they just simply repopulated the area. You never know. You never know what they did. I don't know. You know, but uh, the Lord, he's going to reveal uh, to us uh, what actually happened uh, around that time. So it says by 2019. So this happened back in uh, 2014. So that's six years ago. So because of that, I'm going to do some extra research on that. Uh, I'm going to be asking some more questions uh, concerning that. I'm going to try to uh, see if I can get some more uh, meat on that topic. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all can also do the same thing. Because remember now, the government can only tell us so much, right? They don't want to tell us this, but obviously people know about this thing and they're going to talk. So they, they, they say, well, we're going to, we might as well use the public knowledge so we can track where these things are because they don't know exactly where Godzilla is. Uh, they, they think that he's at the base of the Mariana Trench and we know where the Mariana Trench is, right? Does anybody know where the Mariana Trench is? <laughs> 
It's in the Pacific Ocean. Okay? We know the Titanic went down in what ocean? Atlantic. It was the Atlantic Ocean. Okay? So, okay, so in, in, in light of what we just went over, let's go ahead and get into Job, the thir uh, 41st chapter. Let's go ahead and get into Job, the 41st chapter. Job chapter 41. Uh-huh. Canst thou draw out Leviathan with an hook? Can you draw this? Can you draw out Godzilla with a hook? Can, 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 you, draw, can you draw this creature out with a hook? Because um, in times past, in times past, uh, they used to, uh, they used to kill uh, whales because you know whales are also called leviathan as well okay and also the so-called white man and the other and the other heathen nations are called leviathan also because sea is used as a term also in the bible that represents people okay but here in job 41 because you're gonna have some uh, some some doubters that say, "Oh, this is not this can't be a real creature. This got to be talking about uh, a population. This got to be talking about the white man, the so-called white man." No, this is not talking about a white man. You understand what I'm saying? Because it talks about uh, it describes this creature and its features and its powers. Okay, this creature is a direct symbolization of of the Most High. And as we study this, we're going to see that it is, okay? Um, okay, so read that again. Canst thou draw out Leviathan with an hook? Uh-huh. Or his tongue with the cord which thou lettest down? Okay, so um, in, in, in the old times, in, in times past, they used what is called a harpoon cannon, right, to, uh, to destroy large creatures in the sea okay uh, preferably one of the largest creatures which is anybody know what the largest creature in the in the sea is to our knowledge that is correct the blue whale so a harpoon cannon is a welding implement developed in the late 19th century and most used in the 20th century it would be mounted it would be mounted on the bow of a whale catcher where it could easily aim with a wide field of view at the target powdered by black powder powdered by black powder and later smokeless powder it would generally fire a large steel harpoon either solid steel which is a cold harpoon or fitted with an exploding black powder or later penthrite grenade harpoon cannons are still used today in welling nations but usually guns of a smaller caliber with the exception of Iceland which hunts large whales regularly okay so I just want to throw that in there okay go ahead verse 2 mm -hmm. canst thou put an hook into his nose or bore his jaw through with a thorn see so this is talking about a creature this is talking about a creature with a body you understand this is not talking about a people it's not talking about a a, a, a a race of people it's not talking about none of that or a nationality of people it's not talking about that it's not talking about a number of people this is talking about one creature okay 
Come on. Uh, read that again. Verse 2. Uh-huh. Canst thou put an hook into his nose? Mm-hmm. Or bore his jaw through with a thorn? So blue whales are the largest animal ever known to have lived. Even larger than the dinosaurs who once roamed the earth. So the, the blue whale is even larger than the largest dinosaur. Okay, so that gives you like a scale in your mind of how big dinosaurs actually got. Okay, and we'll see them again in the, in the new kingdom. Um, who once roamed the earth. In fact, the longest blue whale ever measured was 111 feet long. 111 feet long. Now, this is just a fish to Godzilla. Okay. Um, approximately the length of three school buses parked end to end. So that gives you pretty much the, the long school buses, the yellow school buses. Okay, come on. Will he make many supplications unto thee? Okay. Will, will he beg you, Esau? This is what the Lord is saying. Will he beg you, Esau? Oh, no, please, don't, don't kill me. Don't kill me, please. I'll be a good pet for you. Come on, read that again. Will he make many supplications unto thee? Uh-huh, because Esau is so used to being able to dominate everything. Because, you know, the Bible says that the Lord, he, he would make us, um, he would make uh, the, the creatures of the earth fear us. <laughs> you see, he said that in Genesis. Didn't he say that? But see, he said the creatures of the earth. <laughs> see the Lord, the Lord voice. He's something else. He's something else. He he didn't think about the sea. You see what I'm saying? He didn't think about that. And then the, these these are super creatures. These are super titans. He didn't even include them in the list. The Lord didn't even include them in the list. They wasn't in the list because see the, that's why I say the Lord got surprises for Esau that he don't know about. You see what I'm saying? And, and so that's the reason why the Bible uh, refers to him as the king of terrors. You see what I'm saying? Just when you think you know everything it is about him. What? You see, he got something else that he didn't tell you about. See, because we can't retain the knowledge of the most high. Who can, who can go to the height and his depth and his width and his breadth? Who can do it? No man. You see, that's the reason why even if we knew everything, we would forget half, we would forget two-thirds of it. It's like we had never studied it before. Because we can't contain it. We there's no way we can contain it. Okay? Uh, not in our current sinful state. Now Adam could do it. Adam was a walking computer. You see what I'm saying? Adam, the Bible says that God gave Adam the ability to name all the creatures on the entire planet. So, okay, so what we have there? Read that one more time, verse 3. Will he make many supplications unto thee? Will he beg you, Esau, and the other nations? Come on. Will he speak soft words unto thee? Will he say, please, please don't hurt me. Please don't shoot that rocket at me. Please don't nuke me. <laughs> Give me Proverbs 29 and 2. Give me Proverbs 29 and 2. See? See, this is a beautiful thing. And, and as we talking about, they just take a glance over there at the video every now and then. You know what I'm saying? That's why I the reason why I put it up there. You know, so you can just like just get full, you know, get full of it, you know. Just understand that, that this this God that we serve is a, is a terrible God, man. You know what I'm saying? He's great and he's terrible, you see. And, and that's the reason why we must fear him because uh, Leviathan is on our side. 
if we on the Lord's side. But if we're not on his side, then Godzilla or Leviathan is against us too. You see what I'm saying? He's he's going to be against the two-thirds. The two-thirds are going to get it too with the other nations. The two-thirds are wicked, rebellious Israelites. Okay? So, Proverbs 29 too, give me that. <clears throat> Proverbs 29, verse 2. Come on. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Uh-huh. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. See that thing? So read read that read that one more time, what you read, uh, verse 3, Elijah. Read that again. So this is the reason why uh, the so-called white man or in other nations, they would think that Leviathan would want to beg them. Because they got all these weapons of war, mass destruction weapons, nukes, right? But the Lord said, I don't care what you got. He's not going to beg you. What does it say again? Job 41 and 3. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Will he make many supplications unto thee? Will he come to, and sit down at peace talks at, at a G, G13 summit and say, come on, let's, let's be reasonable, guys. You know, there's no need for this. No, no war. No more war. Will he do that? No, he wants war. Come on. Bring it. Come on. Come on. Will he speak soft <laughs> words unto thee? Read that again. Read that again. Read that again. See, see, because the devil thrives off of what word? Get one four-letter word. He thrives off of fear. So the most high made something that has no fear. Come on. Read that again. Proverbs 29, verse 2. Uh-huh. When the righteous are in authority, the, the people rejoice. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But we're not in authority right now. Come on. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. That's where the fear comes in. Please, please, President, stop killing us. Stop killing us. Give me second Edges 11 and 40. See, I'm, I'm, I'm making this thing real plain because we need to understand we don't need to be afraid of nothing. We don't need to be afraid of nothing because the Lord got all this for us. Give me as second edges 11 and 40 to defend us, his people. Second edges 11 and 40. What does that say? Second edges 11 and 40. But it's only if we line up with his word. Come on. And the fourth came and overcame all the beasts that were passed. Uh-huh. Now, who is this beast? Come on. And had power over the world with great fearfulness. See that thing? Come on. And over the whole compass of the earth. Uh-huh. With much wicked oppression. See that thing? Come on. And so long time dwelt he upon the earth with deceit. See that thing? That's the so-called white man right there. He has oppressed the whole earth. And that's the reason why we'll go back to the main text again. Read verse 3 one more time. This is the reason why the Lord said, See, that's the reason why the Bible says, He sitteth in the heavens and laugh. He mocketh at what's going on on earth. Because the so-called white man thinks that he got it going on. Read that again. Job chapter 31 and verse 3. What does that say? Will he make many supplications unto thee? Will Leviathan beg you, Esau? Come on. Will he speak soft words Will unto thee? Will he speak soft words to thee? Come on down. Verse 3. 
Verse 4. I mean 4. I'm sorry. Thank you. Will he make a covenant with thee? Will he sit down and, and try to make peace talks with you over a turkey dinner? From Read that. Yeah, you done? Come on, finish that. Wilt thou take him for a servant forever? <laughs> Will you take him into captivity? Put him in a cage, you think? See, the Lord, I'm telling you, this is what Esau did to our Native American brothers and sisters, or Gad, the tribe of Gad. From 1778 to 1871, the United States government entered into more than 500 treaties. 500 treaties with Gad. All of these treaties have been since violated in some way or outright broken by the U.S. government. Just outright. Don't give a damn. While at least one treaty, just one, was violated by Gad. One versus 499. He's the devil the Bible speaks of. Come on. Come on down to verse 5. Verse 5. Uh-huh. Wilt thou play with him as with a bird? <laughs> the Lord is mocking Esau. Because he mocks him all the time in the movies. As a matter of fact, in his depiction of Leviathan in this last Godzilla movie, King of the Monsters, there's some things that Godzilla was doing Godzilla don't do. Like, for one, he don't spare nobody in his path. Only Israelites that's living righteously. And we ain't even going to be in his path. <laughs> We're going to be in the chariots or somewhere safe. You understand what I'm saying? Because he's not going to be woke up again until that third world war. World war. Then he's gonna, the Lord's going to wake him up again. Um, so... There were parts in the and and I'm watching it again. I'm I'm fired. I'm fired up. I'm watching it again tonight. But there were missiles being fired at him. And as we can see, even on this video, you know, uh, he he doesn't he should he wouldn't have spared them. He wouldn't have spared Esau. But it's 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 lovely how uh, in this in the scene where they're standing on top of the submarine and and and, and they just the nuke just went off to wake uh, Leviathan up out of his out of his sleep in the deep. How he looks at Esau like, I'm going to tear your ass up soon. And he looks at him just like that. Looks at him just like that. And Esau's looking back at, at, at Leviathan like, just can you have mercy on us? Just a little bit, please. And, and Leviathan like, I can't wait. I can't wait to get it, y'all. I can't wait till the most high sick me on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just looking at him like he's just looking at him like you mother. <laughs> you've been you've been causing all the hell on the earth, but I'm finna bring it right back at you. You understand what I'm saying? That's how he was looking at him. You're uh, like I said, you gotta watch it again tonight, man. I mean, man, it's it's beautiful how they orchestrated, and you know, uh, through the Lord allowing Hollywood them wicked so-called Jewish people, right, to make this film, right, to mock him, they actually brought him glory. 
You see what I'm saying? Because they brought him glory because we're able to see that beautifully made film outside of its lies and deceptions. Because we have the word to correct all the lies and deceptions in the film, but it was a beautiful film. Was it not? You see what I'm saying? All the all the all the cinematics and and the 5.7.1 surround sound HD full HD. Some got the UHD, UXD. You got voodoo. You see what I'm saying? It's just a beautiful thing, and, and you get, that that shows you that the Lord, He's 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 the controller of all things. You see what I'm saying? Here it is. He led to make the film. You see what I'm saying? I'm still going to get my glory because my sanctified know the truth. You see what I'm saying? Oh, thy word is truth. Hallelujah. You see what I'm saying? So long as we got the truth, they can do whatever they want to do. Because there's power in the truth. Come on. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got I to add this in here. Boy, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm on fire. This thing got me on fire, man. Okay, so so verse 5, read that again. I got something for you I want to share with you. Verse 5. Uh-huh. Wilt thou play with him as with a bird? Are you going to play with him like a little bird, like a magician that... Everybody clapping. Bravo! Bravo! You pull him out of a hat, and everybody like, bravo! And the musician bows. Are you going to play with him like that? Come on. Or wilt thou bind him for thy maiden? Or will you put him on a chain like a tiger that you raised from a baby so you can you can uh, impress the beautiful women when they come to your mansion and they sit there like like dopamine pictures uh, uh, sitting there still and they come up and rub. Can I rub him? Oh yeah, go ahead and rub him. See, the Lord, I'm telling you, for the Lord ain't no joke for You understand what I'm saying? He knows what man does. He gives man these abilities to be able to do these things. See, because what they're doing is they're trying to show people that they are the kings of, of the world. They are the kings of the universe. You see what I'm saying? But the Lord said, I got a surprise for you. Read that again. Wilt thou play with him as with a bird? Uh-huh. Or wilt thou bind him for thy maidens? Uh-huh. Now, occasionally, the Lord will allow certain trainers of, of dirt, different diverse animals throughout the planet to get taken out by them same animals that they spent so much time training. Just to show them what's coming to them. A circus trainer, because through training these animals, they're tr actually trying to uh, say that this is heaven here now there's not going to be another heaven this is the heaven that y'all need to enjoy because there's not going to be another heaven because what does the, the bible say though the bible says that esau is the end of this world or this heaven but the the new heaven or the new earth belongs to who jacob for he's the beginning of that one you see what I'm saying? So they tried to do these things because we never experienced them anywhere else, right? Because we walk by faith, not by sight. They know that. So they, they say, well, they never seen this before. They only read about this in the Bible. You see what I'm saying? When Adam was in the garden with the animals and he was naming them, nobody was, none of the animals were attacking uh, Adam, by the way. So they try to beat the Lord to the punch with the new heaven and earth and they try to tame all vicious wild animals like cats 
you know, the big cats of the biggest cats of the family, which is the lions and the tigers. So listen to this article. I thought this was interesting. It says a circus trainer has been mauled to death by four of his own tigers in southern Italy. Ain't that beautiful? In southern Italy. Now the Italians are the ones that put our Lord and Savior on the cross. The Lord was making a bold statement there. They attacked 61-year-old Tamer Aurora Weber during a training session on Thursday. The Tigers played with his body for half an hour before. You see? So they're just playing with his body, just hitting it, rolling it around on the floor. After, after their real nature came out, and then, and then, and then apparently they came back to the tame nature, and they started playing. Oh, come on, come on, you wake up! So the the wild nature came out, the sin nature. Because remember, the Bible says that so sin went into all the world. Sin went into the animals too. That's why they attack and kill one another and eat one another. Because that same sin nature of man went on them too. So what happened was, at some point while he was training them, they all viciously attacked him. They allowed their sin nature to come out. And then they, 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 they came back down a little bit. Yeah. They came back down to their trained nature. That's why the Lord allowed that to happen, to show them, show them that his word is going to go into the world and it's not going to return void. See that thing? So he must have been 61 and thought that he could do something that he normally wouldn't do to the animals and they wouldn't mind it. And one tiger looked at another and said, did that nigga just do something that he ain't never did to us? Y'all ready for this? You see what I'm saying? So <laughs> you got to understand the Lord ain't no damn joke. You see? His word is going into the world. It's not going to come back void. Okay, but Esau tried to make that thing void, boy. Every time, every chance he get, he tried to make it void. Because he's the damn devil on the planet. Okay, um, verse 6. What you got there? Verse 6. Uh-huh. Shall the companions make a banquet of him? Shall all your rich boys, you know what I'm saying, from the wild around the world in, in Tahiti and Haiti and, and, and got, got the big old mansions and, and, and plush, lavish homes by the sea, you know what I'm saying? Shall, shall they do what now? Come on. Shall the companions make a banquet of him? Are y'all going to carve up Leviathan and sit at the table and laugh and with a glass of wine and say, Oh, this is a big catch right here. Oh, boy. How did, how did, how did Leviathan taste over there? Come on. Because they like doing stuff like that. That's how Esau is. Come on. Shall they part him among the merchants? Shall they part him among the merchants? I'm telling you, boy. So they, they, they slaughter a whole That's what they did to the Native American people That's the reason why Or Gad That's the reason why we should not celebrate And I thank the Lord for allowing me to put this in this message We should not Israel should never be celebrating this, That wicked holiday Thanksgiving Never Because they slaughtered them And while their bodies was all laying around And they sat down and ate a turkey And it didn't even bother them Dead bodies, bloody bodies, babies all over the place. They sitting down eating, joking, laughing. This is what they did to Gad. 
Okay? If you get a chance, order the book Trail of Tears. We need to go in on that too. Okay? So so are you done with that verse right there? Verse 6? Yes. Okay. So now, so the port, I just want to speak on the largest port in the, in the U.S. The, the port of Los Angeles, California, is the largest port in, in the United States by uh, overall by overall TUs, TEUs. This portion of Long Beach in a massive port complex that has been built, Los Angeles is the largest business investment area in, in the United States and a colossal hub of international trade. Okay? So just so you guys know that. Okay? So Los Angeles has the, the largest um, seaport in the United States. Okay? All right, come on. Let's move down. Verse 7. So that would, that's where they would be selling Leviathan <laughs> if, they, if, they were, if they were able to kill him. Come on. Canst thou fill his skin with barbed irons or his head with fish spears? So, so when we talk about barbed irons, we're talking about barbed wire or barbed wire. Okay, barbed wire or barbed wire was commercially commercially developed in 1864 by American inventor Joseph Glidden from 1833 to 1906. The invention consisted of steel wires that were twisted together to make sharp points resembling thorns. Barbed wire was predominantly used in the West to construct fences, and they're also used in wartime too. So the Lord's saying, uh, can you fill this skin with this? Because apparently they were trying to catch Leviathan. They were trying to, to uh, set traps for Leviathan. <laughs> and Leviathan was just easily going through the traps like they were nothing, like they weren't even there. So the Lord is saying, can, can you fill his skin with these barbed irons? barbed wire come on <clears throat> or his head with fish spears they they were they were trying to shoot spears into his head and they were just they were just cr crumbling as they hit him <laughs> nothing was nothing was affecting uh leviathan come on verse eight uh-huh lay thine hand upon him okay go and do battle with him go, go and try him out come on remember the battle Remember what happened when you try it. Come on. Do no more. And don't try it no more. <laughs> I know. You know what? I bet King David and, and King Solomon, they knew about Leviathan. Job knew about Leviathan. Our people knew. That's the reason why no one will come against Israel. You, you wonder why no one, no one will come against Israel. This is one of the reasons. Leviathan. And not only Leviathan... We got Rodan. Oh, man. I mean, you don't know what the Lord was doing. You don't know who, who he was releasing when he was releasing them. And not to mention locust. You know what I'm saying? It's just, oh, the Lord can hit us with uh, termites. He can hit you from the littlest, tiniest thing to the most gigantic, greatest thing because he commandeth it. That's why we had to build our utmost faith in him for to be defend us. You see what I'm saying? Because, woo, man, I'm telling you. Read that, read that again. Let thine hand upon him. Uh-huh. Remember the battle. Lay thine hand upon him. Remember the battle. Come on. Do no more. Don't do no more. Once you once you fought him once, you say, oh, oh no, no more. No more, please. No more, please, please, no more. 
So Monarch became active in the South Pacific in 1954 following the USS Nautilus discovery of Godzilla. Working with the United States military, it participated in the hydrogen bomb attack against the monster in Bikini Atoll the same year, along with the subsequent cover-up. Since Godzilla's death could not be confirmed, now you you'd think that a big creature like that you'd be able to find you'd be able to find pieces of something if a nuclear bomb went off, right? Read that again. That confirms what it says there. Do no more. Come on. Lay thine hand upon him. Lay thine hand. Drop the nuke on him. Come on. Remember the battle. Remember how things turned out. You couldn't find a trace of him. Come on. Do no more. Leave him alone. You see, the organization spent the following decades searching for him and studied the data it had already collected on him. In 1999, Ashiro Sherazawa and his assistant, Vivian Graham, were sent by Monarch to the Philippines to investigate the cave-in of a mine. There, they discovered the skeleton of another member of Godzilla's species that died long ago, and two parasitic spores, one of which had hatched. The creature that hatched from the spore arrived at the nuclear power plant in Jinjara, where it attached itself to the reactor to feed. What the hell is God making? Monarch quickly quarantined the city of Janjara in order to study the creature, codenamed Muto. In 2014, the Muto burst free from its cocoon and destroyed Monarch's facilities and flew away. Serizawa and Graham then assisted the U.S. military in tracking and studying the Muto and Godzilla once, and Godzilla once he emerged to hunt it. The Godzilla revelation, a featurette on home video releases Godzilla indicates, releases of Godzilla indicate that the world learned of Monarch's existence shortly after the events of the film with an individual calling themselves Monster Truth, leaking classified videos and documents to the press. Remember that. Do some research on that. Monster Truth. Okay? Uh, Okay, continue on. Verse 9. Uh-huh. Behold. The hope of him is in vain. Behold, the hope of killing this this creature is in vain. <laughs> Let's take a look at him again. <laughs> you know, I put it up there so you would be able to look at him and you and you know, hearing visual and audio makes a big that's the reason why I'm glad I was able to do this, right? So as the people are listening to this message, they're able to look at that video too and see this this creature is something else. Right? So read that again. Behold. The hope of him is in vain. Shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? Just seeing him, people die. So apparently, um, I ain't dead, okay? So he must be way more terrible than that. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The way he looks must be, he must have a sinister look. His face, the Lord designed his face to look sinister. Oh, my God. Give me Exodus uh, 33, 17 through 20. 
I told you this is going to be a, a powerful message. These, these heathens got it coming. Ezekiel 33, 17 through 20. What does that say? Oh, I'm sorry. Exodus. I'm sorry. I said Ezekiel. What the heck is wrong with me? I'm thinking about that Ezekiel boy. That Ezekiel boy. That's the fiery. Oh, my goodness. Man, 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 man. Well, Elijah's the fiery prophet, but Ezekiel, he ain't that joke either. He talked about the chariots. Okay. So give me Exodus 33, 17 through 20. Exodus 33, 17 through 20. So, so the scripture says, behold, the hope of him is in vain. Well, shall not one be cast down even at looking upon looking at him shall not one die and catch a heart attack just looking at this creature come on man and the lord said unto moses i will do this thing also that thou hast spoken for thou hast found grace in my sight and i know thee by name and he said i beseech thee show me thy glory and he said i will make all my goodness pass before thee and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. Do you see that? Do you see the correlation between that scripture? I want you to give you all that scripture in order to bring you to that point. Do you see the correlation between what the Lord said to Moses and what the Lord said regarding Leviathan? People die when they look at him. You see that thing? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So this creature is made to exemplify the terribleness of the Almighty. That's what he's made for. His size, his indestructibleness, his power, his might, his fearlessness. And not able to find him. Woo! Whoa! I'm telling you, come on! Come on! Bring it! Mm. Come on, read that again. The Lord's pet. Got a pet here on earth. My goodness. Come on. Verse 9. Uh-huh. Behold, the hope of him is in vain. Shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? Come on down. Verse 10. Give me Deuteronomy 28, 49 through 50. None is so fierce that dare stir him up. Did you hear that? <laughs> ah, ah. See, the so-called white man, he acting like he want to find him. But he really don't want to find him. He just the, the, these people that searching for Leviathan, they they they. I, I, I bet he told them. Now, if anybody sees him, be careful not to disturb him. We only want to study him. You see what I'm saying? Because you know what they want to study? They want to study how to kill him. That's how Esau is. He studies you. Good morning, neighbor. How you doing? How you doing, neighbor? So nice to meet you. And then meanwhile, he's looking at you with binoculars all the time as you're going down the street. Watching for your weaknesses. Watching how he can tear you apart. 
That's how he does. That's the nature. That's how God made him. That's his, but we know him, so we're not deceived by him. That's why the Bible says, trust not thine enemy. You see? So what does that say? Read that again. Verse 10. None is so fierce that dare stir him up. He knows that he's fierce. And he knows that he's indestructible. So what is he going to try to do? Because he's the devil. He's going to peacefully try to approach him. Don't disturb his rest if you see him sleeping. Don't disturb him. Just get close enough to study the scales. How can we penetrate him? That's what he does. That's what he does. He's the devil the Bible speaks of. You see what I'm saying? He studies you to destroy you. Yeah. Why do you think he has all these cameras on all the lights in the city? He's watching us and studying us. Seeing how he can best keep us in sin. That's why. Mm-hmm. Okay, come on. Read that again. None is so fierce that dare stir him up. Uh-huh. Who then is able to stand before me? Who who then able to who who the hell is able to stand before me? If you can't do nothing with my pet that I made, you think you can stand before me? to be out your mind that's why I was telling you that the Lord gave Lucifer take two thirds take a third you can have a third of all heaven and all, all the angels take a third of them make them they, they become demons you can have them go ahead go get out of here now go be my hit man with that third You think he you think he cares about the third? That's nothing to him. For he can raise men up of stones. He ain't worried about the arsenal of the devil. Come on, bring bring that. Deuteronomy 28, 49 through 50. See, we got to know our power. We got to know our power. You understand what I'm saying? Come on. Deuteronomy 28, 49 through 50. Bring it. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far. See, so the same way that Esau came against our people, right? Check it out. From the end of the earth. As swift as the eagle flieth. That's Esau. Here he come. Come on. A nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Because they spoke in Latin. Come on. A nation of fierce countenance. See that thing? They was fierce. They was fierce. Oh, they was vicious on our people. Huh? Come on. Is that it? Which shall not regard the person of the old. So that's what made them fierce. They didn't care nothing about if you was old. Come on. Nor show favor to the young. They didn't care if you was young. They finna slaughter you too. Because he's the devil the Bible speaks of. 
You see? So the same way that the Lord, but the same way that they came against our people fiercely. Reverse 10 again, will you please? They finna get it back. For the Bible says, God is not mocked. For whatever you sow, you gonna reap it. Come on. Verse 10. Uh-huh. None is so fierce that dare stir him up. Oh, they was fierce when they came against the children of Israel. But you crap yourself and die when it comes to thinking about messing with Leviathan? Even with weapon, weapons in your arsenal, nuclear missiles, javelins, hellfire missiles, and you still don't have the courage, Esau? Read that again. None is so fierce that dare stir him up. Uh-huh. Who then is able to stand before me? Who then goes stand before me? For he's great and terrible. So if, can you imagine how the most high look? The Bible says the lightning coming out of him all around him. Tempestuous. When he's walking. Beams of light coming out of. Look at Leviathan. See that? See them light? That light in his eyes. He's supposed to be an exemplification of the Most High. <gasps> Woo! Hallelujah! Read that again. None is so fierce that dare stir him up. So. Think about when the lion come up out of his thicket and enter into the house of the thief. You didn't woke him up now. I'm coming. Me and my brigade of angels. Think about that. Come on. Who then is able to stand before me? Who ain't able to able to stand before the most high? Come on. Verse 11. Who hath prevented me that I should repay him? Uh-huh. Whatsoever is under the whole heaven is mine. I own everything on this whole planet. Now I can give it to whom I will, but I own it. I own all the real estate. Come on. Verse 12. I will not conceal his parts. I won't conceal his parts. They've seen him already. He said, I'm not going to hide him from you. I'm going to let you peek and see what's coming. They've seen him before. They've seen him going, go back into the ocean. You see? And they can't find him. Now they think that they're hoping he's done, he's finished. But he's just sleeping. Waiting for the Most High to say, Leviathan, rise and kill. Come on. Nor his power. So they say that Godzilla's height is believed to be about 300 feet. Can you imagine that? 300 feet? Come on. Nor his comely proportion. Nor his size. Comely proportion. <laughs> Come on. Verse 12, 13. Uh-huh. Who can discover the face of his garment? 
who can discover the face of his garment? In other words, who can get close enough to him to dr- try to drill into his, uh, his armor and see what it's made of? <laughs> come on. <laughs> or who can come to him with his double brittle? Who can come to him with his double bridle? You know how you get on a horse and you ride the horse. You ho, boy, ho. All right, there we go. There we go. See, he's mocking Esau because he, my, he Esau to, to Esau sitting on a horse's power. He's galloping that horse. Well, you know, remember in, in the movies with David when he would come in, he'd be on a horse and then he'd be doing this, and they'd be. Because sitting on a horse means power, rulership. Come on. So so what the Lord is saying is, can you put that same bridle that you put on a horse to guide it, tell it when to stop, tell it when to go? Can you do that to Leviathan? Come on. Who can open the doors of his face? Who can even part his mouth? Just part his mouth. I just beg you, please, just, just that. Just try to part his mouth. Open his mouth up. This creature is something else, man. Come on. His teeth are terrible round about. I don't know what kind of teeth he got. Uh, they may be iron. I, I, I don't know what kind of teeth he got. I don't know if they're rock, millstone teeth. I don't know what they are. But his teeth has to be uh, a pit bull's teeth on super, super, uh, uh, what do you call them things? Steroids. Super steroids. Come on. Verse 15. Uh-huh. His scales are his pride. His scales are his pride. Because nothing can get under there. Nothing can penetrate him. Come on. Shut up together as with a closed close seal. Come on. Verse 16. So, so they're shut up together with a closed seal. Okay. So I just want to throw this in there. The scales which are made of very tough keratin. Remember that. Protect reptiles from injury and prevent them from losing water. We're talking about small reptiles like alligators. So he's like, his armor is like a thousand times better than alligators. (laughs) Man, what the hell did the Lord make here? Come on. One is verse 16. Uh Uh-huh. One is so near to another. They're so close to one another. Come on. That no air can come between them. Can't even air coming near. What the hell is this creature? Come on. I don't want to be on the wrong side of the fence when this when when Leviathan wakes up. I don't. I'm sorry. No, I ain't sorry. Come on. Verse 17. Uh-huh. They are joined one to another. Uh-huh. They stick together. Yes. That they cannot be sundered. They can't be took up, torn, up, torn apart. You can fire rockets, missiles, nuclear weapons. They still, like they've never been touched. What the hell? Anyway, come on. Verse 18. Uh-huh. By his sneezings, a light doth shine. It says sneezings in there. Yes. But well, in my in my 
text it says sneezings. Okay, when he sneezes, apparently this creature sneezes, right? Maybe he got a, a little too much flame in his nose, or 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 a little bit too much gas for the next blow. You know what I'm saying? But this creature sneezes, and when he sneezes, a light emits emits light out of his nose. Come on. And his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. That's another place that didn't represent Leviathan well in this in this in this in the, in, in the new movie they made. What, regardless of whether he's blowing out fire or not, his eyes should have been lit up like the sun. His eyes wasn't like that. You see what I'm saying? His eyes only lit up when he blew out of his mouth, his flame, right, or his fire. But this happens all the time with this creature. His eyes are like the like the sun, both of them, the a whole time. Never take a break. Come on. Verse nineteen. Uh huh. Out of his mouth go burning lamps. Out of his lo- mouth goes burning lamps. Come on. And sparks of fire. And leaving. sparks of fire. So he's walking and breathing, and fire is jumping out like this. <laughs> Come on, man. Verse 20. Uh-huh. Out of his nostrils goeth smoke. Out of his nostrils go smoke. Like like we seen here, okay? When he when he bent down and he looked in his face, smoke came out of his nostrils. That was a good representation right there. That was art in imitating life. As uh as uh as uh my, my brother on our HRI would say. Come on. As out of a seething pot or cauldron. Uh-huh. So, well, you know, when you're boiling water in there, how the smoke comes out. You know? Come on. Verse 21. Uh-huh. His breath kindleth coals. His breath kindleth coals. So, you know how when you have coals on a, on a, uh, on a grill and, and, and you blow them and, 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 they, and they get brighter with the, with the, like, like, the, like the fire? They get bright, bright red, orange, or, you know, that's how his breath does. Come on. And a flame goeth out of his mouth. Uh-huh, and that, that, that his breath, when he breathes in, he breathes in and he kindles a fire, and then he breathes in like so deep, and, and then he blows out the fire that he kindled. So he can do this at will. It's not like a certain time he got to wait for it to regenerate. He can do it whenever he wants to. He just had to breathe to a certain depth. Up until that, he's just breathing normal. But when he goes like this, then he's getting ready to do it. And he can do it whenever he wants to. Come on. Verse 22. Uh Uh-huh. In his neck remaineth strength. So his neck is always super strong super strong there's it never gets weak there's no point in which his neck gets uh, catches weakness he's always strong if you think about you think about mike tyson mike tyson neck a thousand times over you ever seen mike tyson fight okay sometime pull up mike tyson iron mike tyson he was like mike mike tyson on steroids a thousand times over come on and sorrow is turned into joy before him. Sorrow is turned into joy. Why? Because when he's not destroying, he's sorry. He's sorrowful. That's how the Lord made him. 
That's how the Lord made him. He's got to destroy in order to feel good. The Lord made him like that. It makes him feel good to destroy a whole city and then he go back into the ocean. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell did the Lord make here? This is something. He, he has no joy unless he destroys everything. Then he's smiling. Come on. Verse 21. Uh-huh. No, no, no. You got to keep going. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that it? Is that it? Verse 23. Uh-huh. The flakes of his flesh are joined together. Uh-huh. Even his flakes. You know how you catch dry skin? Even his flakes. His dry skin. Come on. Are joined together. They're joined together. Come on. Just like the scales. Come on. They are firm in themselves. They're firm in themselves. They cannot be moved. They cannot be torn apart. His dry skin. Lord, I do not want to be against Leviathan. Come on. Verse 24. Uh-huh. His heart is as firm as a stone. Come on. Yea, as hard as a piece of the nether millstone. Now, millstone or millstones are stones used in grist mills for grinding wheat or other grains. Millstones come in pairs. The base or bedstone is stationary. Above the bedstone is the turning runner stone, which actually does the grinding. So, Leviathan's heart is like that millstone. You know, your heart that beats. That's how hard his heart is. <laughs> Come on. When he raises, raiseth up himself. Uh-huh. When mighty, he raiseth up himself. The mighty are afraid. The mighty are afraid. The mighty are afraid. You mean you still afraid with that nuclear missile getting ready to fire it? Come on. By reason of breakings, they purify themselves. They shit on themselves. He makes men so afraid that they dookie in their pants. What's happening is, is that your stomach is quivering out of fear. And when the muscles get too weak, that's what happens. It happened to somebody in the family, but I'm not going to say who it happened to. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Verse 26. Uh-huh. The sword of him that layeth at him cannot hold. The sword of him that layeth at him cannot hold. Come on. The spear, the dart, nor the habergen. 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 These are all different sizes of missiles. They just, and as you've seen on the movie, which they did an excellent job, they were shooting missiles at him and just. 
It wasn't even going in. It was just, it was just crumbling as it hit him. It, it exploded, but it was crumbling. It wasn't even going in. Him. They did the excellent job on that. Now that I got to applaud them. Okay, come on. Verse 27. Uh-huh. He esteemeth iron as straw. He esteemeth iron as straw. Iron, one of the components of steel and the go-to metal for tool and weapon makers. Throughout the ages, iron completes the list of the world's strongest metals. Cast iron scores about five on the MOHS scale. And its yield and tensile strengths are about 246 and 414 MPA respectively. You ever heard of the Iron Curtain? That comes, that's a statement that comes from Russia. And also, what metal was it that the Roman Empire used to conquer? Iron. You see? See how the Lord likes to mock back? They mock him, but he mocks back. He's the, he, he has the last laugh. You see that saying? So, so Leviathan esteemeth iron as straw. When they think of them weapons that they made, they're iron. These weapons are penetrating. Any these are bunker busters. Well, that bunker buster ain't gonna be able to help you against Leviathan. I'm sorry. Come on. And brass as rotten wood. <laughs> what empire used brass? The Persian Empire. See? Keep going. The arrow, verse 28. Uh-huh. The arrow cannot make him flee. See that thing? So you shooting Go uh, Leviathan with missiles, right? Leviathan is like this. <laughs> this, 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 this creature is terrible, man. Come on. Verse 28. Uh-huh. The arrow cannot make him flee. He has, remember now, he has no fear. Nothing makes him fear. Nothing makes him flee. Come on. Slaying stones are turned with him into stubble. Uh-huh. Darts are counted as stubble. Uh-huh. He laugheth at the shaking of a spear. So they turn, they turn, they turn in the rubble. Get ready to fire. He's like. <laughs> he laughs. What is the hell is this damn creature the Lord made? This creature laughs. He has personality. He's laughing as he's ripping stuff up and tearing stuff up and blowing stuff up. He's laughing. He's enjoying himself. He he, he has to hear explosions. <laughs> Sirens going. And he enjoys it. Come on. Verse 30. Uh-huh. Sharp stones are under him. He's got sharp stones under his breast part. Like when he, you know, is he, if you see in Godzilla, the movie, um, he has sharp stones in him, in his breast area, like all the way down, all the way down under, under his tail as he walks. Come on. He spreadeth sharp point, pointed things upon the mire. Now, they wasn't as sharp as I thought they should have been. In, in this uh, in the film when they made the film uh, Godzilla but they, they they were pointy 
If you remember on his breast, they were pointy stones. They were big, broad stones, but they was pointy. Come on. Verse 31. Uh-huh. He maketh the deep to boil like a pot. He makes the deep to boil like a pot. All around him, for a mile or two, it's boiling. Come on. I guess that's a that's a way for him to um, get a little relax little relaxation time for him. <laughs> Come on. He maketh the sea like a pot of ointment. He makes the sea like a pot of ointment. You know how Vaseline feels. He makes the water come become that way. When you when you when you put your your hand, you can actually feel it. It, st- it stays on your hand in a little lump, and you put it on. He actually makes the sea around him like that. That thick. Come on. Verse thirty-two. Uh huh. He maketh a path to shine after him. So after he's gone through the water, there's a path that still shines behind him. What the hell? This damn creature is something else. Come on. One would think the deep to be hoary. You would think that the deep was like gray hair. You know how gray hair is kind of uh, light gray to white? You would think, and they, they, they tried to um, imitate that on, on, on Godzilla on that, on that portion, right? That's the reason why it was so much in that, in that clip. I said, I got to get this one right here. I got to get this one right here. So when, when he was coming up and the water was swirling, it was kind of turning white. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I say he make it the deep hoary. Come on. Upon earth, there is not his like. There's nothing on earth like him. Not even the other creatures. That's cause not even the other uh, Mutos because he's the king of them. <laughs> Come on. Who is made without fear. See that thing? Them apparently those others have a certain level of fear. You see? But he has no fear. Zero. Man. Man, that's why he was able to come up against them and defeat them. You see what I'm saying? Because he don't have no fear. Come on. Verse 34. Uh-huh. Give me Psalm 10 and 4. You're going to do some of my reading, so get ready. You got seven verse, seven scriptures all over the uh, different places in the Bible you got to cover, and then we're going to be done. Come on. He beholdeth all high things. He beholdeth all high things. What do you think what do you think is meant by that? People that are haughty. That's his purpose, to bring them down. Come on. He is a king over all the children of pride. He's a king over all the children that have pride. Now we read how they look on him and they they defecate on themselves. So the Lord says, you think that you can be prideful? I'm finna show you Leviathan. Meet my pet, Leviathan. I'm finna show you real pride. You see that thing? And then they're gonna, then these the men, they were, they were walking around in pride, they're gonna be, oh, 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 I thought you were so prideful. Come on, read that again. He beholdeth all high things. He beholdeth all high things. Come on. 
He is a king over all the children of pride. The king of terrors is coming to visit you, O prideful man. Psalm 10 and 4, what does that say? Read that. Psalm 10 and 4. Psalm 10, verse 4. Come on. The wicked through the pride of his countenance. Give me, give me Psalm 59 and 10. Help him out. We're going to go back and forth on this thing. The wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. The wicked through the pride of his countenance. Read that one more time. The wicked through the pride of his countenance. Uh-huh will not seek after God. So the wicked, he will not seek after God because he's full of pride. You understand what I'm saying? That pride makes you wicked and being wicked makes you prideful. You understand what I'm saying? Psalm 59 and 10, what does that say? Psalm 59 and 10. Uh-huh. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. Uh-huh. God shall let me see my desire upon mine enemy. See that, that's King David talking there in case you didn't know. Who was his enemies? Esau and the other nations that joined with him were confederate with him read that again the God of my mercy shall prevent me God shall let me see my desire upon mine enemies Proverbs 29 23 see that thing so the same way that he was troubled the same way our, our people are troubled today until we have these these wicked heathens under our feet we're not going to be able to be peaceful. We're not going to be able to be peaceful. That's the reason why I told you. I don't, I don't enjoy going out here doing nothing. I come straight home and get in my studies. I learn my power so that I can exercise it on these wicked Edomites and these other nations. This is how I enjoy myself right now. I can't enjoy myself by taking a trip in my chariot to the planets right now because the wicked are in rulership. So I must be patient and wait for the prayer of our King, uh, King David to come to pass. Read that one more time. <clears throat> Psalm 59 and 10. Uh-huh. The God of my mercy shall prevent me. Uh-huh. God shall let me see my desire upon mine enemy. Why? Because King David is going to be in the resurrection. He's going to be in the first resurrection. Give me uh, Proverbs 29 23. Proverbs 29, 23. Uh-huh. A man's pride shall bring him low. Give me Jeremiah 48 and 29. Come on. But honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. You see that thing? It's humility that's going to honor you, not pride. Pride's going to bring you low. Pride's going to make you look like crap. All right? Jeremiah 48 and 29. Give me Jeremiah 49 and 16. Jeremiah 48 and 29. Uh-huh. We have heard the pride of Moab. See, Moab, that's why Moab, God's wash, the Lord's wash pot, is going to be brought low. Come on, bring that. He is exceeding proud. He's exceeding proud, even in this filthy state. Come on. His loftiness and his arrogancy and his pride. Uh-huh. And the haughtiness of his heart. Yes. That's right. Okay, come on. He's haughty in his mind. Come on. Jeremiah 49, 16. Jeremiah 49, 16. Bring it out. Thy terribleness hath deceived thee. Uh-huh. And the pride of thine heart. O thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock. He's talking about Esau here. He's talking about Edom. He's talking about Idumia. Okay, this is the so-called white man of today. His pride had deceived him to the point to where he thinks that he can do whatever in the hell he wants to do when Leviathan 
awaits. Read that again. Thy terribleness hath deceived thee, uh-huh. and the pride of thine heart, O thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, uh-huh. that holdest the height of the, of the hill, though thou shouldest make thy He's head. got the high ground right now. He's, he's in rulership. That's why it says that holdeth the height of the cliff, the hill. He's the one that's in rulership right now. That's why it says that. Come on. Though thou shouldest make thy nest as high as the eagle. See that thing? Come on. I will bring thee down from thence, saith the Lord. I'm going to bring you down, my man. I'm bringing you down. I'm You coming down hard. Give me Obadiah 1 and 3. And we're going to close it out after this. I'm going to bring you down. Leviathan is getting ready to be woke up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Israel. Obadiah 1 verse 3. Uh-huh. The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. Uh-huh. Thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high. Whose habitation is high. See, Esau is in rulership right now. That's why it says his habitation is high. Come on. That saith in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? You're not saying this outwardly, but you're saying it inwardly. And we're seeing it by your actions, Esau. We see it by your actions, even how you act in, in the earth with the other nations right now, even how you acting with mainly with the children of Israel, because the other nations are like spittle to the Lord. They, they like a drop in the bucket. They don't mean nothing. We are the apple of the Lord's eye. We, the children of Israel, are the apple of the Lord's eye. Specifically, the one-third that's going to be saved and redeemed out of this earth. So, you just stay tuned. Because Leviathan is going to be waking up soon. And he's coming for you, Esau.